Hello, it's Mike McDivitt, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church, here today on October the 30th. And I wanted to go over today, Rediscovering God's Word. Rediscovering God's Word. We're going to look here in uh, 2 Kings, chapter 22. 2 Kings, chapter 22, if you would. And we're going to read in about verse 8 in a couple verses and have a word of prayer, if you would. 2 Kings 22, verse 8. And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. And Shaphan the scribe came to the king. And brought the king's word again, and said, Thy servant have gathered the money that was found in the house, and have delivered it into the hand of them that do the work, and have oversight of the house of the Lord. And Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkai the priest hath delivered me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. Let's pray. Dear Father, just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord. And I pray, dear Father, that you will just help us as we go through your word to show us what you would have for each of us through it today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Here was an unusual situation. Josiah, the king, was revamping the temple. And in the process, strange thing, I think, they found the law, the book of the law. In other words, they found the Bible. Okay, and, and here they have a high priest that apparently didn't even know what was in it or where it was. And they rediscovered the Bible. Isn't that something? And Josiah gets this book read to him by a scribe that a priest had rediscovered. Makes me wonder what they, the scribe was doing. What was his job if it wasn't, you know... Um, writing down the word of God and different things and what the priest was doing in his job if he wasn't uh, following the word of God. Isn't that something? And I thought this would be an appropriate place to start in this thought of rediscovering the word of God because I really do think, on the long and the short of it, this is where a lot of folks are at today. Uh, I believe that as Christians, we need to rediscover the Word of God. The average Christian, so-called, does not read the Bible on a daily or a weekly or a, even a monthly basis, or if, sad to say, even more than that, or if ever. They get saved. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the ones that generally get saved, and you would think the hunger would be there, you know. But sad to say, some people get uh, come to know the Lord and they, they attend churches that are really not um, presenting the Word of God and the importance that it's supposed to be at. When they go to church, if one scripture gets read, one verse gets read, they're very fortunate. The preachers give an eloquent dissertation on a moral basis, excluding the Word of God. Well, what, pray tell, are they talking about? What are they preaching about? Well, some kind of psychological mumbo-jumbo or some kind of elite uh, scholastic uh, thought of the day or 
you name it, I don't know. It just, I, I, it's unbelievable, really. I've listened to some of these folks, and their whole service is based on uh, uh, that kind of a thought, and not that much of that, even. It has uh, the modern, most modernistic music. It has, uh, it's like game time. It's, it's, it's as if it's just all about entertainment. And, well, they'll draw a crowd, all right. But the basis of the church is not the Bible, as it was apparently here. They didn't even know what this book was. And came to understand, oh man, this is the word of God. You know, the word of God that they were supposed to have been based on. Now, before we get down on all these churches, oh, we need to look at our families. How much time do we spend personally in the word of God? How about as a family, do we spend any time in the word of God? It drops out of the family first, my friend. Everybody says about, oh, they got rid of the Bible out of school, and that's true, and that was horrible. But it came out of the family first, and it came out of the churches. And what, pray tell, are we doing? We need to rediscover this thing. Well, to, to rediscover it, why? Why should we rediscover it? Well, we'll get a few thoughts here going. Um, let's look in Matthew chapter 24, if you would. We're going to come back here at the end to this second king, so put a marker there. But going here to Matthew chapter 24, if you would. Matthew chapter 24. And verse, let's see here. Matthew 24. 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. I don't think this is worth pursuing then. His word will never pass away. It is eternal. But the average Christian treats it as though it is uh, really not even that important. So what? You know? I'll get what I get on church. Uh, well, if they go to church half the time anymore, we'll get what we get on on TV. We'll just watch it on TV and read it. Oh, my. I'm not going to read it. How sad. Is it important or isn't it important? There's a key. Um, let's look in Luke chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew, Mark, Luke. This important eternal word of God. 11. And verse 28. And this is Christ talking. It says, but he said, yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and what? And keep it. How are you going to know what it's going to say to receive this blessing? You get a blessing for hearing the word of God or reading it for that matter and then keeping it. Well, how in the world are you going to keep something that you've never read? Say, I, I hear it on Sunday morning. Well, my friend, if it's that important, shouldn't we be searching the scriptures? 
Should we be reading his word? I think so. Don't you want blessed? I do. I tell you what, I do. So what would it impact in our lives? This eternal word of God that gives us a blessing if we hear his word and we keep it. You know, what... Uh, what... Will it impact in your life? Let's go to the book of Psalms. Let's go to the book of Psalms, chapter 119. <laughs> the longest chapter in the Bible, right? <laughs> Psalms 119, verse 130. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. The one thing that God's word will do in your life, my friend, it will shed light on the truths you need to understand and I need to understand. And, and it's talking about me there because it says uh, gives giving the understanding to the simple. Well, that's me. <laughs> I need understanding. How about you? You need understanding? I sure do. It gives us light. The Word of God gives light. So many scriptures that we're not going to have time to get into, but it does. It shows light on the paths of our life, it says. Word of God is a very uh, useful thing in a Christian's walk. If you don't have the Word of God, you're going to be tripping over a lot of things. You really are. Second Timothy chapter 3. A really great uh, uh, chapter in that book, Second Timothy, chapter three. Get it myself here, Second Timothy, chapter three, and verse sixteen and seventeen. Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen. All Scripture is given. By inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. It's teaching, right? Bible teaching. For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So what 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 does it impact in our life? Well, it gives us light. It helps the simple to understand things for the Christians. It helps us to understand doctrine here, it says. It will reprove us when we're doing wrong. Hey, I need that, don't you? To show me something. Hey, Mike, don't do that. Bible does that. It corrects. It corrects. How do you know what... Now, I know that if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit's going to be pricking your heart when you're doing something wrong. But isn't it nice that we can look in His Word to see what those things are? It instructs. And it gives us what we need to do the work of the Lord. We're not going to turn there. Proverbs 2.6 says that it gives us wisdom and knowledge and understanding. My goodness. What does it impact? How do you know how to serve the Lord in the way that he wants you to serve him without the instruction book? How many times as guys, be honest, that we will get something and we will try to put that thing together without the instruction book. 
And after we get it all together and it's wrong, we finally get the instruction book out, right? We just headed it off at the pass and read that book first. We would have had it right the first time. How's it impact us in our service for the Lord? Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Talking about here, this is Christ talking. And uh, talking about his sayings. What's his sayings? Well, he's the word, right? He was a living word. His sayings is therefore, in 20, verse 24 of chapter 7 of Matthew, therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. Now, there he goes again. Not just hearing them, not just reading them, but doing them. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Who's the rock, my friend? Jesus Christ, isn't he? His word is how we understand how he wants it found. What founded? He said, the church, of course, yes, the church. But individually, you, aren't you part of church? Yes, you, your family. Do you want your family founded on the word of God? Do you want to be founded on the word of God? Well, how in the world are you going to be founded on Christ if you don't know what Christ says? And it goes on to say, if you don't do that, it's like building your house on the, on the shifting sands and just, it falls apart. Exactly. How many churches, how many families, how many people have you known that had come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior and they just wiped out because they wouldn't pick up that Bible or that church doesn't found upon his word? I'm telling you, we need to rediscover the word of God. We're in Matthew anyway. Let's look at Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. And verse 4, Matthew 4, 4. This is Jesus talking again. It says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded, proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Well, how do we know what the words that proceed out of the mouth of God are? You have it in front of you if you have your Bible, my friend. He said he would preserve it. He said he would preserve it. And here we have it right in front of us. Is it that important, my friend, to rediscover? I say it is. It's our very life. It says here that it is, it is uh, our life. A man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We need the word of God. If we don't read it, we starve our spiritual selves. No wonder you fail uh, the, the battles that come through the day if you do not pick up the Word of God before you start it. I don't have time. You better make the time, my friend. I would suggest you get up a little early and spend some time with Him in His Word on your knees before you ever hit the pavement. And then another time during the day before we go to bed, shouldn't we? Yes, we should. 
You make the time. You make the time. It is so important. How in the world are we going to serve the Lord? We don't feed that spiritual side of ourselves. Of course we're not. We're not going to. Let's look here in um, John chapter 8. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John chapter 8. Rediscovering the Word of God. John chapter 8. And verses 30 through 32. John chapter 8, 30 and 32. It says, And Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You've heard those words before, haven't you? What are you? What does the disciple say? There was many that believed on him. It says there, before that, it says, and he spake these words, and many believed on him. Okay? But did they continue in his word? Now, that might be evidence of them now getting saved if they don't. But they might have gotten saved and just got uh, uh, just stymied in their walk, in their, in their growth for the Lord, because they didn't pick up his word. Because it says that not only to... Uh, read his word, right? It says to continue in his word. What's to continue? If we continue in his word, we are his disciples. What's a disciple? It's a follower of Christ. Are you following Christ in your daily walk? If you're not, well, like I said, you might want to check up on your salvation. But if you're saved, maybe it's because you haven't picked his word up for a while. He hasn't spoken to you through it. The Holy Spirit will speak to you through his word, my friend. And how are we going to continue in his word if we don't even read it? Continuing in his word will make you, what's it say? Know the truth. And the end of that is making you free. There's so much to be gained by reading his word. Are most Christians these days his disciples? Are they free? Do they even know the truths in the Bible? I say most don't. And I say that's why we're having a lot of these problems. Let's go back to 2 Kings, my friend, to end this with. 2 Kings. Josiah found his word. What did he do with that? you know what he did with it? Well, let's look back here again in uh, 2 Kings, but in chapter 23. The first few verses of chapter 23. And it says, And the king sent, and they gathered unto them all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him, and the priests and the prophets and all the people, small and great. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant, which was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord and walked after the Lord to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their hearts and with all their souls to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. And all the people stood 
to the covenant. So what did he do? Immediately upon reading it, he made sure the people heard it. And then he kept it to walk after it. He made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord. How did he know what the Lord wanted? He read it and to keep his commandments and the statutes. And all the people stood with him in that covenant. And, but the thing about it is to perform a, a covenant that was written in a book, I tell you, the thing that really gets me here to keep his commandments and the statutes with what? All their hearts, with all their souls. That means they really meant it. What do we do when we rediscover this? Well, number one, we read it. That book, do you even know where that Bible is in your house? Maybe you need to do what, what the priest did and find it and then pick it up and do what the scribe did and read it. And then make it known to your family, right? To do this with all your heart and with all your soul, to do what it says to you. When the Bible says to do something, you do it. When it says not to do something, you don't do it. When the Holy Spirit pricks your heart and reading of his word, it should stir, spur you on rather to, to just to serve him more. It feeds you. It's the bread of life to a Christian, isn't it? It is. It feeds that spiritual side of you that needs fed. If you don't read it, you're starving. We have a bunch of starving Christians, a bunch of starving churches in our country today. No wonder we're in the shape we're in. Well, that's all I have for you today. I enjoyed going back through this again today. And those were only a, really a few scriptures on what the word of the Lord will do. There's so much in the Bible. We would never have time to do it in more than a few minutes that we spend together. Well, I pray that you uh, have gotten something through this. I did. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, I just thank for the day you've given us, Lord, being able to come together and worship you in the reading of your word. And I pray, Father, that you will help us in these things we have read to do them with all our hearts and with all our souls and to rediscover your word in our lives and in our houses, in our homes, in our personal life, let alone our churches. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I pray that you have a good Sunday tomorrow. And I hope and pray that this week that you will witness to some poor lost soul, would you? I hope so. You all have a great Sunday tomorrow and a week this week coming. And God bless you.